like what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you in concert? I had a wasp fly in my mouth. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the new fear unlocked for someone who's oh, trying really? to also that, do that as a career. That same day, what? I got stung in the neck as I was leaving my house. It was just a weird wasp day. Bro, I was wow. no way. In your mouth? In, in no my mouth. Insane. It didn't sting me in the mouth. It just went in and out. It was like, what's up? And it was out. Um, but He's like, this ain't no place for me. <laughs> I ate some bad. Had garlicky uh, stuff. He's like, I'm out. Gosh, so it was no fear at a gig in Fort Worth. What if he did sting and you all swell up in there? You're and like, I had like another over. hour of a gig left. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I leave my house to go no to this way, show. Bro. And it's for, it's actually a really cool thing in Fort Worth, like a um, performance arts and yeah. stuff like that. And they just have this cheap little stage outside where people will come in they listen to music then they go watch the the performance and then we do music again for like another hour okay and it's in the middle of summer i'm sweating my butt off so i leave my house to get all my gear as soon as i walk out of the house like like not even a second just bap i hadn't uh. been stung since i was like six years old and i'm like oh <laughs> like it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I was kind of more excited that it finally happened. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Check that one off the list. And then, yeah, so I'm doing this um, gig out there, and there was a hornet's nest or wasp or whatever it was in a couple of different places, and they're flying all around. And at one point in time, mid-song, huh! <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine. And, that. you know, I'm not like I'm not a big swearer, but there definitely was a swear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, bleh! Right in the mic, in front of everyone. My like, goodness. Oops. So, yeah, right in my mouth. Did you freeze up? <laughs> no way, bro. Get a start. I, I can't. I can't do that. Ah. I didn't choose to do it. Mouth? Not a choice. True, 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 true. So today, I'm going to perform an act for you. Watch as the wasp goes in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a, uh, uh, I'm in a circus. And okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Swallow wasps. Yeah, uh, trained wasps. Like uh, my name is Travis oh King. I'm a mm. songwriter and a circus performer <laughs> as a wasp swallower. That's insane, bro. No way. Oh. No way. Well... <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. This is the Testament Podcast. My name is Darius Lowe. And I am Jeff Keck. Today, you are here with Ben, also known as Tribe and King. And we're going to talk more about what that is here in just a little bit. Ben, tell us about yourself. Uh, so um, I go by Tribe and King. I'm a uh, singer, songwriter, folk artist um, out of the Fort Worth area. Burleson, more specifically, um, worship leader at church, uh, father of kids, and, uh, uh, and I'm a believer. Father, how many kids? Uh, one and a half. Oh, good. I got you beat. I got four. We chopped the one right in the middle. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> One and a half. You got one on the way? No, no, no. He's just my stepson. Oh, okay. All righty. Well, well, that's it um, for us. Yeah, that's what it is. So <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, you know everything, you know everything <laughs> about me. <laughs> no. Um, um, no, I would say, like, you know, as a, as a folk songwriter like i'm personally a christian my music doesn't really fit into that we were kind of talking about that earlier. it doesn't really yeah. fit into that realm okay. every once in a while you'll if you really listen to the lyrics of a psalm you might be able to tell like i pull some stuff out of the bible or you'll be like i wonder mm-hmm. what that's about but uh like i'm not a christian artist i don't have like you know if you go into spotify and you look for christian artists i'm not going to be in there right but a lot of the stuff does come from like faith-based yeah that's legit well, you, a lot of your music i mean you could tell from from a lot of your songs too is you know a struggle and you know yeah the what i mean from a religious perspective listening to your music i can see 
the tones in there of of the belief. And you're not the first musical artist we've had on this podcast that do not play quote unquote Christian music, right. but they are believers. And when you look into their music, you see you see scripture. Oh yeah, you know all throughout the lyrics. I so, think that's great because you know we're not trying to reach people that just believe the same thing that we believe yeah. in. You know what I mean? That's right. not what we're called to do. We're called the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. So if I go play like a bar or restaurant, every once in a while I'll slip in like a um, like old rugged cross or mm -hmm. something like that, like mm -hmm. in the bar. And it's just, you know, everyone's drinking, having a good time. Some believe, some don't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's where I feel like I'm called towards is the people that don't believe the exact same thing that I do. And even if they don't, even if they don't come to know Jesus like I love him, you know, at least you can get some positivity and some hope out of the songs. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's my goal. That's oh. legit. That's legit, man. Yeah, so as I'm sure you probably already know, um, and yeah, all y'all know, you know, the podcast is, you know, all about, you know, sharing testimonies and sharing, you know, kind of what Jesus has done in your life and and kind of your road to to get into that point, right? And um, so yeah, man, tell us a little bit about that. How did you become a believer? How did I become a believer? Yeah, like how did so um I grew up, I wouldn't say atheist. Um, I would I would say agnostic, where okay. I knew that it was something, didn't know what it was. Um, and honestly, it might not even be agnostic. It might just be I just didn't care because mm. I was young and stupid and foolish. And I was just, you know, I grew up in uh, in punk bands. And mm -hmm. the cool thing to do was to be dirty and riot and right. drink and just that was a cool thing. So I just didn't care. Um, it actually came in a dream. And I actually heard from an apologetics that, you know, in the, in the East, <clears throat> there's typically two reasons that somebody comes to know Christ in the East. And it's either by seeing the good things of other Christians, like seeing the heart of a Christian or in a dream. So it's like God is pulling these people in like India and the East that are Muslim or, or whatever it is, bringing them to know God. And I feel like that's what he did to me, came to me in a dream. The dream I had was actually oddly similar to one that I later heard from like an ex hell's angel, like his story of his dream wasn't the same, but there were parts and pieces of that dream that were very similar. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa, that's really weird. If you're interested in here and I can tell you, like I was just about to ask the quick version. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if you, if you can recall it, could you please kind of like go through it? Like retell like, Oh, sure. The dream for us. I'll know. I'll never forget. It's amazing. Again, keep in mind, I'm not around any Christians. Yeah. I don't. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um. Whatever. So it was just a random dream, and so in my dream, I actually wake up in my dream, and I'm mm -hmm. kind of like back in, uh, you know, it's, it's desert, and I'm in those huts. Imagine like what it would be like in the times of Jesus, whatever. And I just hear this commotion outside. And I'm like, what's going on? And so I just go outside, and everyone's just hooting and hollering, and they're like, he's he's here, he's coming. I'm like who's coming? And they're like Jesus. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and so I start walking like towards the crowd and it's on the top of a hill and um, everyone's on the top of the crowd. We're all crammed together and they're talking about Jesus coming back and I'm BSing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, the entire, like the crowd just like just separates and I'm just in the middle mm. and everyone's looking at me. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And a light comes from the sky, lifts me up and I see a shadowy figure come down from the light in the sky and then it lifts me up to be in front of it. And I literally see the, what we think Jesus would look like. Yeah. Right? I see like what we know of, of, of Jesus right face to face. I don't say he, he doesn't say a word. I don't say a word all. I just start breaking down in tears and I just mm. said, I'm sorry. And, <clears throat> and then I woke up. What? And uh, man, I'm just in 
tears. Yeah. And it was at that moment that I didn't, like, I was a believer. I said, all right, I'll never deny you ever again. And I didn't like, I mean, if y'all know anything about like sanctification, that process is long and slow, especially yeah. for me. <laughs> so like I was still doing the same stuff. Like I was still out partying and being crazy or whatever. But if anybody would like insult Jesus, I would stand up and I'd be like, oh, he's real, dude. Like I seen him. And so, but that was the moment that I told him that I would never deny him. And that was where it all kind of started. And it was interesting, the um, years later, I heard a Hell's Angels version of it. And his was kind of like he was in the middle of a field of flowers mm. and all the flowers separated and all the flowers turned and all looked at him. Wow. And I don't remember all the specifics of yeah. his, but I just remember there was like a few key points of his dream. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I really parallel yours. Yeah. That's I'm like, crazy. that's really interesting, man. And uh, it was just really, really interesting. Yeah. And a long, slow process of sanctification from God. And I'm still not a great person. Like I'll never make any, any, if, if I told you I was a great person, I'd be lying. Yeah. I've come a long, long way from where I was. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think that you're alone there um, at all whatsoever. I think, I feel, I even the Bible tells us, you know, that like you're pretty much a fool to think that you are a yeah. person. Yeah, know? no, that's a good point. Um, and so, so no, yeah, I don't think you're alone there at all. I definitely am not. Uh, I, I can I, tell. I have my share flaws. I can oh, tell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so after that dream, though, what? What changed in your life, if anything? Oh man, just, just so so maybe maybe you understood and recognized. Okay, you are real, right? Um, but at what point was where was the surrender? Man, yeah. that's, a, that's a great question. I feel like maybe like <clears throat> guilt would start coming in when I would do like stupid things. You know what I mean? <sighs> surrender didn't really come until I met um, my wife. Well, man, that's a hard question to answer because like I still like I knew I should have gone to church and. I would say that's the next big step. When I met my wife and she had her son and I was like, man, I really need to do something. That's when I really started to get like dive deep into the Bible, got into a church. Um, that would be the next biggest step mm -hmm. up and up until then. I probably wasn't really doing anything different. And so how long was like that span between like when you, uh, when you had that dream and uh, you were defeating Jesus, but you kind of, you like that surrender hadn't happened yet. Um, to like the point that you met her, like how long was that? Shoot, 10 or 15 years. Okay. Something yeah. like that. So I had that dream when I was maybe like 23 or okay. my early, early twenties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So maybe just like eight years or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, cause I met her when I was like 28. How old am I? 39. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So probably close to a decade. Okay. Yeah. I'm just not really doing anything. But in God's time, that's like, that's nothing. Yeah. Right. But for me, it was, it was a long time. <clears throat> so when you, let's go back before the dream though. I know you said you didn't care. You were involved in <clears throat> everything a musician could be involved in. So, um, and I know you said you didn't really care that whether or not God existed. Yeah. So you had a transition from the dream and then over time after that, a process of really surrendering to the Lord. Okay. That is night and day of who you are, right? Who you were versus who you are. Yeah. So did you lose a lot of friends when you started following Jesus? Did you lose a lot? I mean, how much of that old life were you still attached to? You know, my, my true friends didn't care. 
And the ones that just wanted a body to drink with, they, yeah, they didn't want nothing to do with me. Mm. So, you know, what? I, I do recall, cause I remember, um, I was getting tattooed and I was still living at that time with all my buddies that were partying. And I found out he was a Christian tattoo artist. So I wanted to get tattooed by him. So I was kind of slowly like coming back to him, pray to him. Sometimes I'd go to like my sister's church or something like that. But, um, <clears throat> It ended up, I mean, I've never been the type of dude that has like a million friends. I'm, I'm cool yeah. with pretty much everyone, right? Yeah. yeah. Almost everyone. <laughs> but I really connect to like few, like super, super close. And those folks that were really close to me, they don't care. And they're still friends of mine. Like they still are atheists or they, you know, they're still drinking and doing drugs, but they're still friends of mine. But they know that like, that's not Ben. Ben doesn't go out and party and drink with us anymore. Like he's got, he's got kids. You know, he's doing his thing yeah. and they accept that other folks think that I'm a fool mm. and that's okay. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I also still, don't Still, that's a like, hard transition. It, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think a lot of people don't quite understand sometimes. I mean, when, when Jesus says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Yeah. I don't think people understand a lot of times what, just how much that means your life's going to change. Yeah. And the things that are in your life and the things you grew up and the things that you love are going to have to go. Yeah. A girlfriend know? at the time. Yeah. I remember she mm. was, was not interested mm. anymore. And it wasn't like I was Bible thumping at the time. Yeah. I was just like, said that like, I believe in Jesus and she was not interested. So she kind of mm. went out. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, then, you know, people would call me like, call me like a nerd or something like that. I'm like, do I look like a freaking nerd? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll beat you up right now. <laughs> but I'm like, it's interesting, like that stigma that like being a, like a Christian is like uncool or something. Yeah. Like that. It's really, really weird. Like some of the coolest freaking dudes I've ever met in my life are like the biggest freaking Bible nerds I've ever met. Yeah. Like, I'm like this dude might've murdered people back in the day. <laughs> like, but no, like they're super cool freaking people, man. It's weird. But that might just be something that the enemy does to try to keep people away from mm -hmm. it. So did you keep doing, I mean, I'm assuming because you still do music now, you kept doing music after, through that time. Yeah. Did your music change? Yeah, man. That's Man, you got a lot of really good questions that are making me think. The songs that we wrote. <laughs> this is why we normally give out pre-planned. <laughs> <laughs> when he told me it wasn't going to be pre-planned, I'm like, yes. <clears throat> um, the songs were always, we even had songs, it was just called There's Always Hope. Like we never swore on our songs. So like that was, and again, I was the songwriter, but we'd write songs about like anti-abortion. And I wrote songs about like always having hope, like hope through the night. Oh man. And there was a song that I wrote, a super long song title called This Electric Chair Comes Equipped with 24 Hour Tech Support. Really long title. Wow. But it was about like um, just holding firm. And it was, it was, that was probably, that might've been the first song I ever wrote about like God. It wasn't necessarily about God, but it was yeah. about a higher power and just like, just wait, like you'll be okay. He's gotcha kind of thing. And now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like it was like a faith-based thing, or maybe at the time I didn't realize it. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of my songs were always about just like having hope. And that, and that's before the dream, right? Even no, that's after. Oh, but I'm, after shoot, maybe both. Do you have the same band members? Huh? Did you have the same band members that you had before? All yeah. That? Yeah. And all of them, like, they don't care. I'm still friends with all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the drummer of my old band, is like, he's still like my brother. And, uh, and I feel like over time, like, you know, he's, he's not an atheist or anything. Like, I feel like over the years, like, 
Um, you know, now he prays and stuff and he believes there. He's like, God, and he's just like me. He's still doing his thing. Um, but like, I think like over the years, he kind of sees like God in me and it's kind of affected him in a good way. Mm, that's legit. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's your turn for a question. We're making this up as we go. Huh. Sorry. <clears throat> 10 seconds for station identification and for D'Lo to drink his water. <laughs> you Do the out. ASMR go like get up in there and. <laughs> the, last, the, last, the last episode, your water bottles are here the whole time. Yeah, I know. That's why That's why today I was like, let me move this out of frame. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Quality stuff. Oh, man. No, no. So, so yeah, I was, because I, I was still kind of wanted to sit in that pocket of talking about the music. Um, and then Jeff, I had a question, and then, and then Je- Jeff messing my flow telling me that while I'm drinking my water. The water was helping me stuck my Goodness, <laughs> bro. That's Sorry funny. about your mojo there. Goodness, bro. No, no, no. But <laughs> no, no, no. But if you um, want to stay in the the swing of like music, this is kind of something that I found interesting. There's this band that I used to listen to, still listen to. They're one of my favorite bands. They're called Thrice. And they're like a heavy rock, almost metal um band. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. The lead singer is Christian. But the band is not a Christian band. But, like, if you listen to his lyrics, like, I had no clue. But they're, like, straight out of the Bible. Like, a song about, like, Image of the Invisible. They have a song called, like, In Exile that's talking about, like, heaven. Another song that's, um, you know, talking about, like, Christ giving us his burdens. We give him theirs. Yeah. And um, so I was listening to this band all my life before I was a Christian. And I feel like that might have had some influence, like the word of God Probably. was just being screamed in my face <laughs> like every day for years. Like maybe that also kind of helped in that transition. Like, you yeah. know, the word of God was in there and I had no clue. And I try to do that with my music now. Yeah. In fact, there's a song I have called Grasping for the Wind, which comes out of Ecclesiastes talking about like everything in this world is is worthless, like grasping for the wind. The good things and the bad things are going to be gone later. Yeah. But in the middle of that song, you can't hear it, but I just pray for everyone listening to the song. Mm-hmm. Like anybody that's listening, be blessed, come to know God. And again, it's down where you can't hear it, but it's embedded in that song. That's I'm praying fire. for every single person that listens to that song. That's such a dope idea too. <clears throat> to like, like sliding that in to the song. Um, yeah, deception. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you whether you like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> that's so dope. I don't think it's deception. I think that's spreading the gospel. I mean, that's yeah. That's love. I just want people to be blessed. Mm. You know, like there's gonna be people that don't believe the same thing that we do, but I still want them to be blessed. Yeah, but you yeah. have an opportunity to stand in front of people yeah. and sh- demonstrate. The love of Christ. Yeah. Whether you say it or not, you're demonstrating the love of Christ and the way that you live and the, the things that you do, right? And that's the same thing we've, with the other guests we've had on this show that aren't quote unquote Christian musicians, but the way that they live, the way that they interact with people, the way that they tour, the way that they, you know, do their concerts yeah. and stuff demonstrates the love of Christ. And they're not afraid to stand up in front of people and say, Jesus is my Lord. Yeah. You know, even if it's not on my music or even if it's not, Outwardly or, or, you know, overtly right there in your face in my music, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I was more bold with that. There's a guy that you had on, David Tribble, who was on here, mm-hmm. and he's my favorite local artist. And when he plays out live, like, he is completely unashamed. He's just, like, talking about his Lord and Savior right in front of everybody. I don't feel like I'm bold like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like mine's just a little bit more subtle. Maybe it's because I'm, like, I'm afraid to say something or I don't know what it is. But <clears throat> I feel like that's my goal. Like, I want to be more bold. Without like forcing that upon people, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, totally. I don't think you're alone. I mean, that's, yeah, because people even, see, even like, people that aren't musicians aren't bold enough sometimes yeah. to share the gospel or or say who, what their faith is. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think you're alone in that in that respect, and that's growth. That's that's something the Holy Spirit can help us with. Yeah, you know, when we talk to the Holy Spirit and we get that guidance and we get that those lessons and that those things developed in us. Um, one of these days, you're going to stand up in front of everybody at a stage, and you're going to say, "Y'all, I just want you to know that Jesus is my Lord." Yeah, and he's my savior. Um, and then after that day, you're gonna do it every single time. Watch. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be that one time. No, that's great. Yeah, I was. I always say, you know, I think us Christians should just like get like a big like cross tattoo across our face, you know, <laughs> and then that way it's just there. Like Twenty One Savage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's a knife. Sorry. <laughs> your uh, <laughs> your Christian tattoo is he local? Your Christian tattoo? No, nah, he's back in Pittsburgh. Uh, Golly. Yeah. I need it's about, it's about time for me to get. It. But when I had this one done, it was like. My wife went with me to, to watch it get done, right? Yeah. And then we left, and she's like, I need a shower. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> some of them are pretty bad. Yeah, this man. was bad. Yeah, there's been some that I've been into. I'm like, oh, boy. Jeez, what there is, is There is one. My wife goes. That's Hebrew. It stands. It says, do not. It's, I'm sorry. It says, be strong and courageous from Joshua fire. 1 9. That's fire. Rock Shazak Amats. There you go. Pop rocks. Rock Shazak Amats. Wow. Rock Shazak. Oh, oh. nice. Oh, okay. Yes, I've I've definitely heard that before. Be strong. I've seen that before. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. there's a guy out in Addison that my wife used to go to. That he's a Christian. I'll send you his information. He does pretty good stuff too. Yeah, he's a Christian artist. Yeah, it might be time for me to start getting, you know, getting that. I don't have any. Time. Don't you gonna get a little TTP? In your <laughs> <arm>? <laughs> just get Jeff's face tattooed on your arm. <laughs> so if you ever miss them, you can just. There you go. That's what I'll do. I'll get your face tattooed on my arm, and then I'll get them to tattoo like on your face. TTP. Oh, so wait. it'd be like it'd be like you have a tattoo. Yeah, you have a face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You have a face that. tattoo. And then that get my younger tattoo. face though, my younger face. <laughs> so I've so I've been at my job that's for twenty five years, right? The, the okay. picture that's on my email account is from that I took before I even got hired. So it's it's more than twenty five years. Amazing. Oh my god! Full head of hair, young looking face, <laughs> and that's the photo. That's the photo that's been on my that's email funny. with that's my hilarious. with my department for. So when people meet you for the first years. time after just email only, they're it's like. like is Jeff coming? It's <laughs> <laughs> right here, man. Dude, I is love looking at old pictures of me. Like, on oh, my driver's license? Like, I'm like, who is this kid? <laughs> Hang on. Let's see. Put it up to the... Look at this. Oh, wait, I should probably cover my license number. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't just display my license to everyone. Never mind. I take was, it back. I, I was about to say, I'm like... Like, here's address. my social security number. Address. I'm like, maybe, yeah, let's, let's not... That's a lot of post-editing He almost, there. like, reached over the table. I know. Like, like, post-production will be putting black lines over all your... Drivers like that. <laughs> Whoever's doing posts, which is probably you, is going to hate all of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. It's not going to be easy. You need to release it yeah. as is. Going Definitely. back to music, did you have something you were going to ask? Uh, D'Lo's an aspiring worship leader. He's led worship several times, but he's a, he wants he wants to be, that's what he wants to do for a living is be in the music business. Great. So he's got, he's, I'm sure he's got questions about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I do have, I, I did have questions about that. I wanted to, Talk more so um, about you as an artist, though. First, like, good. Let's not talk about anything except for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this show's all about, bro. That's funny. Literally. Oh yeah, it's great. Literally, literally. Um, no, funny. but one question I do want to ask because um, I didn't know if 
didn't know if you knew or not already. I sure don't know. But like, um, why why the name Tribe of King? Oh, that's a great question. So um, my real name is Benjamin. And the first 12 tribes, one of the tribes was Benjamin. So that's where I get tribe. And then okay. kings for king of kings. Okay. So if I'm doing it solo, it's just me and him. You that's know, that's fire. how it started. So, you know, I have other mates that get involved and mm-hmm. keys player and other folks that can't jump in whenever they yeah. can and working on the full band. So if you're a good drummer or bassist, let me know. Hit me up. Um, there we go. Drummer for 35 years. There we go. That's, I need drum and bass. That's the last that's the last piece of it. But yeah, Tribe and King is Tribe being Benjamin, King being the King of Kings. And it's also kind of ended up being like a little bit different too. I'm noticing that like if I record a song, it's all produced in my home studio. Mm-hmm. I do the majority of instruments, but every single song has somebody else like from my tribe, I guess yeah. you could call it. like this friend that plays keys. He comes in or this guy that knows guitar or this guy that does harmonica or I bring somebody else to do like backing vocals. So it's almost like I have so many people that have been involved in all of my songs that now it's also like. So it's not just me. It's it's the, a tribe yeah. of people. And I just didn't want to go by my name as an artist because yeah. my name sounds retarded. Yeah. <laughs> ben Defabot does not sound like an artist's name. It just sounds so. And I also don't like, you know, I was talking about everything being on me, but actually yeah. I don't like all of it being mm-hmm. me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so I just didn't want to use my name. I just wanted something that was different. And yeah. also I try to be creative in all different aspects. So I thought like creating a cool name was also part of like being creative and unique. Yeah, you know, cool. I don't, you're creative in songs, but I'm also like, I try to be creative with the art. I try to be creative with the the concept of the albums. There's four albums out right now and they're all part of one big concept. Okay. Um, like creating merch. I like being part of that. Like I like everything being creative. Yep. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, bam. Um, shameless I have the best one of all, actually. It's the cork trucker's hat. Yeah, that awesome. was pretty sweet. Shameless self-promotion. Whatever. And uh, but yeah, so that was also like a part of like, you know, I don't want to just go by my name. Yeah, it's yeah. such a flooded industry. My name sounds dumb anyways. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let me create something that's cool. Yeah. And it's just it just stuck. Yeah. So that's actually you used to something just now that. Something that me kind of Jeff throwing out there that like me kind of wanted to also pursue music. Um, something that's crossed my mind a bunch. You just said it's a, it's, it's such a flooded industry. And it is oh, yeah. very much so. And so like how do how do you keep like the confidence to continue to kind of push you know um, and move forward and keep wanting to you know produce more music, keep wanting to um, to do more shows and things of that nature, and kind of like keep wanting to pursue it as a career in general. How do you yeah. kind of keep that confidence up in that? It's, it's the understanding that, you know, it's not going to come quick. And if it mm. comes quick, it's probably also quick to fall. If it's mm. quick to rise, quick to fall. It's interesting. It's just, yeah. you work hard every single day and it's that slow growth. Cause I'm not by any means, like I'm not a big artist. Yeah. Like I'm known in this area. You know Which what is, I mean? That's dope. And, uh, and you know, I have, a following on social media and Spotify and stuff like that, but I'm not big. Like, um, but I know that if I just keep working hard and I'm keep doing the right things, mm-hmm. that eventually it will be, you know, sustainable. Yeah. By no means, an, I don't, my music is not a mainstream type of music. Okay. I'm not a country artist. I'm not like rap or hip hop. I'm folk. It's more laid back. Mm-hmm. But there are folks that do the genre of music that I do that are well off. They're able to support their families on their passion. And that's all I want to do. I just yeah. want to get to a point where it's sustainable. 
it's stable, but I get to do what I love. And uh, yeah, so to answer your question, it's just understanding that it doesn't come quick. Yeah, You got to start small. It's going to be small potatoes to start, but it's just keep going. You'll get, if you're doing the right things and your music is good, people will follow you. Yeah, that's legit. That's, yeah, that's good. That's good. And if you're just starting off, just take every opportunity you can. <clears throat> take okay. the garbage opportunities too, man. I've played some garbage, and I still will. <laughs> I've played some not so fun ones. Yeah. Just take what you can, man. Because like there's been times where like, you know, I do a show and it's a million degrees outside and there's five people there. Mm. But out of those five, two people are still listening to me now and they'll even message me yeah. and like they'll come follow me at other sh shows and buy a new shirt that I come out. Like you might play a show for five people. Now you got two committed fans yeah. that someday when you have 500,000 fans, you'll remember them and they'll remember, still remember you and yeah. stuff like that, man. That's cool. So that's real cool. That's real, cool. That's real special too. Like slow, gradual growth. Yeah. <laughs> slow, gradual growth. That's good. So I want to ask you, um, before we get into your music and everything, because you're going to play a song for us today, right? Yes, sir. Looking forward to that. <clears throat> I love music. So. so before we get into that, though, I want to ask you, so take, um, for those people who were where you are, okay, struggling with, um, you know, alcohol or drugs or w whatever it is, right, that they're, that they're trapped in sin and bondage and things like that. For those people who aren't or didn't have a dream, what would you say to them? Man, like God loves you where you are. A friend of mine told me one time that he didn't want to be a Christian because he didn't want to stop drinking and doing drugs. Mm. And I'm not advocating drinking or doing drugs. Bad, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it doesn't freaking matter. You know what I mean? Like you can still love, God loves you right where you are. I'm telling you right where you are, he loves you. Maybe 20 years down the road, if you're stuck in drugs or addiction or whatever it is, maybe maybe you'll quit someday. But like, you don't have to make any changes. Just choose to just follow him. He loves you where you are. Everything that can just come later. But for now, man, just he loves you. Doesn't matter what you've done, what you're doing. Like God loves you and wants to know you. Yeah, I think that's one of the big misconceptions is I have to fix myself and clean myself yeah. up before I come to Christ. Yeah. It's like, that's not, what's the analogy. It's like trying to get clean without taking a shower. It's like, or not taking a shower until you're clean. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. You know, yeah. you just come to know God, man. And there's this, there's this worship song I've been listening to lately. I don't, I think it's been out for a hot minute, but I just found it. It just stumbled across. Can you define hot minute time frame? Uh, 59 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, in the summer. 59 seconds in yeah. the summer. That sounds like your band name. A hot Minute. Isn't that a movie? 59 seconds in the summer. <laughs> that sounds like a band name. That sounds, that sounds like a band name for real. Well, I'm changing my band. I'm no longer a traffic king. 59 seconds in the summer. 59 seconds in the summer. Oh, like and now 59 seconds in the summer playing. This so, <laughs> so a hot minute can mean a lot. A different. Um, he's cooler it, than we are. He it has a few. He's things. still defining this. It has a few. Go to your question. Go to your question. I'm, 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 I'm answering your question. We've already answered the questions. 59 <laughs> seconds in the summer. Oh my God. Jesus. Hey, man. I'm, so I'm, you've been listening I'm to this worship song that's been out for a while. For, for, uh, there yeah. you go. For Hot minutes minute. are really interesting. It can be, it can for be two things. Minute. It can be a, a minute in the summer or it can be like 10 years. 
That hot is minute true. could be a long. He's sentence. he's he's hundred percent accurate. Like where like, I say a hot minute, and it could, I, I could mean last month. I could mean last year. I could mean two years from ago. Is it not for a hot minute? Yeah, bro? like I haven't seen you in a hot minute. My son was driving years. me today, and he he asked me to. He, he was driving. He's about to get his license, and he asked oh. me. Reached back in my backpack there and grabbed my sunglasses. So I grabbed them for him. I handed them to him. I said, "I've never seen these. How long have you had them? I've had them for a minute. For a minute, yeah." So you've had but them for it, 60 seconds. But, but he's been, had them less less than you've been, less than this song's been out because his wasn't a hot minute. It was just a minute. Just a minute. So, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, probably. Right. So he yeah, probably so had them recently. Anyway, but <laughs> the song. So so the song is called "Wrong About You." Um, it's by, ah, uh, goodness gracious. Fifty-nine seconds. Ah, uh, what is the name? <laughs> it's I'm by that well-known group. I'm trying to think. No, fifty-nine no, 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 seconds. No, 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 no. What's the title? Israel and and uh, and New Breed. I think is what. It's so he has like a he has a group called um I want to say they're called New Breed and so and that's Israel and New Breed featuring Joel Barnes called Wrong About You. I think is what the name is. I mean, I know I know the, the second half is one hundred percent right. The song is called Wrong About You. I know that Joel Barnes is uh the featuring artist on it and i think the group is called israel and new breed israel and new breed you know what matter Did of you fact, find it i'm about to look it up no because he, he wouldn't tell that. me the song title again <laughs> i just I was gonna I, look I it up. wrong about you they're about it's to fight is, folks <clears throat> are you ever listen gonna get in. to the question about this they're song? about to fight huh? we're gonna place bets on who's gonna win <laughs> We were so, talking about this yes, earlier. I was I was correct. It's Israel and New Breed, wrong about you, and it's featuring Joel Barnes. So, anyways, what I was trying to say about the song is that it's uh the song is it talks about like how um you know, kind of like that that initial idea, right? Of that, you know, we 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 think that we have to get right or get cleaned up to come to God. And it's like and this song, the song, the, the, the lyrics are like, I'm so glad I was wrong about you. Nice. Because like, I'm so glad that like, like that's the best news ever to know that I can come to you as I am. And like, you will clean me. You will make me new. Yeah. You will love me. And you still love me regardless of how I am right now. Yeah. That's kind of what this, that's kind of what the, 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 the theme cool. of the song is about. So it's, it's a really dope song. But anyway, so you were talking about that and it was just. That's no, that's great. And I think, and this is where it's hard because I think the modern day American Christian church makes it hard for people to be real and authentic. Like we put up this big front about how mm. perfect we are or how cool we are, like the style and stuff that now has come into modern day Christian church. And so people that aren't where, you know, that don't know God, or maybe they do, but they're still stuck. And they're like afraid to come into like mm. these type of churches, you mm. know what I mean? And, and it sucks. Like, it's a cool thing. For us to be like big and entertaining and have all the flashy lights and to be like, yeah, come on in. But man, life's not really like that all the time, man. Like, and I feel like <clears throat> as a church, church being all of us, right? Like that we need to be more like real and raw and stop trying to like put up this pretty front. And I do it too, man. I'm a worship leader. Like I got to, you know, look the part sometimes, you yeah. know what I mean? But like. Like, let people know, like, how real things are, man, how real you are and the dirt that you had or have and the stuff that you're going through. Because it's super easy to just be like, oh. somebody asked you when you go to church, how you doing? Great. Mm -hmm. You're not. You no, might be going through, like, hell, but you can, you don't feel like you can <clears throat> be real with people. We're like, yeah. that's that one place that you really should. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us are like that. 100%. But a lot of us aren't. Yeah. And um, well, healthy people don't go to hospitals to get healthy. Yeah. You know, sick oh, people sure. go to hospitals to get healthy. Right. So yep. um, hospital church is that's what we should be. Right? Yeah. We're all broken people. We're all broken. We're 100%. fallen. We're hurting. Um, the enemy is attacking us every day, all the time. Yeah. 
and we're struggling. And you're right. We go to church. And we're like, yeah, it's all great. Yeah, it's not. If you get in the right church with the right group of people. Agreed. You can go in there and you can tell them, here's here's what I've been through this week. Yep. Here's my struggle. Here's my hardship. One of the things I like about churches is when they have recovery programs. So I'm a huge advocate for the program Regeneration, Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. I've done both. Like, man, you want to get in front of some real people, go there. It's like a whatever night the church does it, man. That's a really cool place to just be like, listen, I've been struggling with whatever. I've heard some crazy things, man. Mm-hmm. Like things that made me look like a freaking saint. Like, and they're just out being real. Yeah. And I've seen like more passion and love for Christ from those folks than I even give. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holy cow, man. Like, yeah. Obviously can't tell the stories, but there's this one dude that I couldn't believe what he had done. Yeah. And the change in his life was like literally a one day thing. And he will like just be shouting Jesus' name in the street, like to the point where I'm like, dude, shut up, man. Come on. <laughs> like, but then like when but then later that day, I'm like, wow, this is passion for Christ, like a thousand times greater right. than mine will ever be. Like, that's great and that's wonderful. But yeah. um, I think as a church, like we need to stop judging people. If somebody comes in and they're homeless, let them in. Like if they're dirty and they stink, hug them, man. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, let these people that don't look like the perfect middle class. American Christian, let them right. in, show them love, man. Yeah. Like, I think that's what we're called to do. And I think sometimes we, we miss that mark. Yeah. As believers. Yeah, it is. And that's one thing that like speaking to that too, I, I think that like, yes, we could do a lot better of a job as believers on Sundays or whenever the church was open and, and we're gathering um, to, I think it starts little by little. So having conversations, how you were just talking about having conversations, you know, like, uh, oh, like, how have you been? Like, oh, I've been good. Like one thing that, because I realized, I realized this, you know, about well, about a year ago. So one thing I've been trying to do a lot better of is like being intentional, you know, when I'm asking a question, like, hey, how are you? Like, oh, I'm good. Oh, okay, what's good? And like, like I, I'm waiting, like make, I almost make it awkward to oh, you yeah. feel like you have to answer me. Like, like you like, grab by the sword, like, really? <laughs> Like, I don't know about that. But <laughs> you can tell me. But, 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 but very close to that, though. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's what's up, man. Like, what's been good? Like, don't tell me, like, we're good. I know, like, you're going to tell me why it's been good. Or if you can't come with a real, with, with an answer, then, then then we'll have a real conversation. Yeah, it's good. Or, I love you. Or, oh, it's busy. We haven't been busy. Yeah. Ah, that's, that, and yeah, that's, <clears> the, yeah, that's the one, too. That's the one. And, yeah. and, I, and I think, and again, it's because we have, like, how you were speaking on it. Like, we have kind of almost created this this um within christian culture we have created this um like i keep hitting the, the, the table too I'm, I'm doing the same thing you were saying i have to do a while ago oh that's okay the um, other thing's just <laughs> for everybody <laughs> these are good bros aren't shaking, they supposed bro. to like take it out <laughs> no <laughs> uh, i'll keep my hands over here i, I, so I might be able to do some anti i do i keep coming in oh no, that's I'm, definitely I'm, I'm, me I'm, all right I'm just talk like this so um you know, like Will Ferrell, <laughs> like we just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. No, but yeah, man, I, I feel like we can change that. Um, and starting like I said, starting on like Sundays, and again, just being being be authentic and intentional with each other. Yes, yeah. that's, that's where it starts. Like Dude, authenticity is probably the best word, and especially yeah. like as a leader. Yeah, there's a time and a place when you're on a stage and you're presenting in front of people. You have to be a good speaker. For you sure. want to look good. For sure, that's fine. That's all. But like, you still need to. Be real. Oh, I mean, I was part of a big mega church, and I won't say which one, in Arlington, and it was great. Loved it. Big place, mm-hmm. and 
it was shocking to me that a place that big could feel so real and authentic and do just so much good work. New pastor come in, it turned into a freaking just uh, like a Tony Robbins event where it's just really inspirational and you look great on stage and the music is great. I just ended up stepping down from the music because oh, wow. I was just like, this is not like, it's not that they were doing anything wrong, but they stopped doing missions. They stopped doing ministry. They stopped giving money to people. It was all about let's renovate and let's get new furniture rather than sending that money they could have got for their couches, which were perfectly fine. They could have sent that over to the to you know the east and mm. fed some children mm. um and then i went to this real tiny little church in the middle of nowhere um rocket baptist is where i'm leading at and it's literally in cows every morning to my right like <clears throat> nice you know what i mean and i'm like man this is just like real and authentic nobody's trying to fit in like i'm probably like the most you know click looking one there you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. um it's it's a hard balance though is to still do the job, I guess, yeah. but not have it like be your job. Right. You still be you. You still look and act and be the front man or whatever it is, but just stop acting like we're supposed to act. Yeah. Like just be real and authentic. People can read that stuff right mm -hmm. away, man. Like, people will know right away if 100%. you're being real or if you're being fake. 100%. Yeah. All right. So we always like to ask our guests um, for their favorite scripture. And that is, it could be a verse, chapter, book, storyline, character, anything like that within scripture that continuously touches your heart um, and, and is continuously inspirational for you. Yeah, that's an easy question for me. So and it, it tends to kind of change depending on, you know, what I'm going through. But at this time in my life, you know, it's been challenging. And uh, I used to be a codependent person, like really care what people thought about, really care like if me and my wife were having an argument, I would be just completely wrecked by it. And I did a lot of, you know, counseling and studying and learning how to find my value and my worth. And one of my go-to lines is Solomon something 10. I can't remember what it is, but it says, for I, my beloved's and his desires are for me. Mm. So anytime I start to get anxious or I start to doubt myself or, or feel bad about myself, like I go to that verse and I think about if the creator of the entire universe so not just the big things, but all the small things, the guy that knows every hair on your head, but also created our son and created the next biggest son and created sons that are, you could fit a million of our sons in that big, created that galaxies to the point where we can't even see that far. That same God that created all those big things, but also knows every molecule in my body. Not only does he love me, but he desires me like I am my beloved and his desires are for me. Mm. He desires me. So if the creator of the entire universe <laughs> desires me, what else really freaking matters? Man? Yeah. Right. Good word. Good word. Like, so, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, Mr. Tribe and King, you're going to sing for us today? That's right. Let's what go. song are you going to sing? So I had a, a song called The Tide, uh, and this is actually probably my most faith-based song. Uh, it just came out pretty recently, okay. and it's the opening track to my album, Building a Home, and uh, I'll be doing that one. Outstanding, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tribe and King. And I'm weathering free And I'm falling at the first sign of a breeze and I am ashore and fused Blowing at the 
first sign of defeat SOS Rescue me You're my firm foundation When I'm here then gone I'm like a wind through mountains I'm the restless one You're my solid ground I lay my life But you are the shore And I'm the tide And I can't breathe Can you calm the storm Can I rest in your arms You're my firm foundation When I'm near then gone Like a wind through mountains I'm the restless one You're my solid ground I lay my life But you are the shore for me You're my firm foundation When I'm here then gone I'm like a wind through the mountains I'm the restless one You're my solid ground Folks, if you want to learn more about who Jesus is, visit us at thetestamentpod.com. That's thetestamentpod.com. And click on the gospel message at the top of the page. Also, you can click on the Testament Podcast tab and learn more about our podcast and see what our most recent episodes are that we've launched. In addition, we're always looking for guests who want to brag on God. So please send yourself or someone you know to thetestamentpod.com and drop us a line with your interest or email us at thetestamentpod at gmail.com. We'll send you all the information we need in order to book you for an interview. Remember, do your part. Help us get these testimonies out there. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and then like and share our posts so your friends can see what we're doing too. So thanks everybody for listening. Bye.